Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy. Perfect. A year ago, the Lord called me and Johnny to leave our jobs, like just step out of the workforce and trust him. And uh, we didn't know for how long, we didn't know what it was going to look like. Um, it was really scary because we have children, we have, a, you know, a house we have to pay for, we have a vehicle, you know, I mean, we, 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 it's scary, right? So we were like, Lord, we're just going to trust you. Um, and uh, sorry, I jumped in that really fast. About two weeks prior to that, I had a job interview um, at a job that I considered my dream job. And it was a, it's as a school nurse. I'm a nurse. And so I've always wanted to get into the schools since becoming a nurse because I want to be on my kids' schedule because they're, they're the top of my, my priorities and right under my relationship with Jesus is my family, right? And so school nurse is like you're off during the summers. You're off every holiday. You get paid during the summers. When my kids are out of school, I'm, out of, I'm off work, you know, so I, I'm pretty much on the same schedule as them, and that's very important to me. It's very important to, to us as a family. And so I got my foot in the door for this interview at a local school. And um, I was like, Lord, I just really feel like this is you. Like, I just know it's the Lord. And then if you know Pastor David, y'all, God gives him dreams that are like, they come to pass. Like, if he dreams about you, you can, you pretty much take it to the bank. (laughs) And, um, and he even had a dream. He was like, yeah, I had a dream. You're getting a job as a school nurse. And so I'm like, yes, like this is, I got it in the bag, you know? And so I went to the interview. I thought it went amazing. They called me a week later and I didn't get the job. Okay. So now I'm like, okay, Lord, I, I feel like I heard from you. David had a dream. Like what's going on? And right after that is when the Lord was like, I want you to leave your job and I want you to just do nothing, just rest. And I was like, rest, what's that? Like, <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> but, um, but I did it. And then I think like around like the same few days, Johnny came to me. This is kind of like while it's still in my heart. And I, I haven't like went to my husband like, hey, I'm going to quit my job, you know? And it was kind of like we did it at the same time, like a few days later. And we were both like, we feel like God's calling us to quit our jobs. And we're like, this is scary. But every time we've said yes to God when it was scary, like here we are. We're, it, he doesn't fail us, right? And so it's all worked out. And so we did. We quit our jobs, and um, we trusted him for the past year, and he's been faithful, and it's been amazing. It's been incredible. But um, a couple of weeks ago, probably two weeks ago now, I just randomly got on Indeed.com, and I was just, like, looking at jobs just for just curiosity. And I just started, like, sending my resume. Y'all, I sent a resume that was, like, a year old. It says I was still working. It was, t- it was awful. Like, it was just, because I was just like, Lord, this is you. This is you. Like, if you're going to open a door, you're going to open a door despite what I'm doing. I'm not saying that's good advice. Not, that's not wisdom. But this is what I did. This is where my heart was. And um, I sent uh, one to a school, another local school. And uh, I was like, they're not going to call me anyways. After I sent I was like, this is the wrong resume. Like, this shows I'm working right now and stuff. And uh, they ended up calling me. And I was the very first one on their list of interviews. Um, I did an interview on um, with Zoom. Never done it before. Didn't know you had to do things ahead of time to prepare. So I was like 15, 20 minutes late to this interview. Um, it's cool because I'm sitting at my computer, so I'm wearing, like, workout clothes with, like, a nice shirt. <laughs> you know, it's like my hair's, like, not even brushed, and I get on there, and I'm like, sorry, I'm late. I don't, I'm not very, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so I, like, because I really just had this mindset of, like, Lord, you've gotten me through this past year. If you're calling me into this, you're calling me into this. And um, so they were like, well, you know, they asked me some questions, and I was just like, I don't know. Like, they were like, what would you do in this scenario? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't really feel like that would happen, to be honest. I was just, it was a terrible interview, you guys. And um, long story short, they were like, well, we're going to call some other candidates. We'll let you know whether you get it or whether you don't. And then they call, and, um, and I got the job. <laughs> I was like, okay, Lord, I know this is you because I bombed it. I bombed everything. But the most incredible part was um, it was the, it's the same job I was wanting, the dream job. You know, that the, the desire that's put my heart. But the coolest thing is, last year, I was, they wanted their nurse at the other job, the other school, they wanted the nurse to start the day after spring break. Well, this is exactly one year later, and they're like, can you start after the day after spring break? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, it's all about time. <laughs> like, I heard you. I was just in the wrong year. <laughs> so God is so good, you know. He's so faithful. Like, if we try to figure out what he's doing, we're just not going to. <laughs> and so I've really enjoyed just spending this year growing in him, being able to grow in ministry, grow with my husband in ministry, and just lean on God's faithfulness and have like a new revelation of like, wow, like he's, he's that good, right? And now I'm like, do I really want to go back to work? <laughs> but I'm like, no, Lord, you're opening this door. I'm taking it. And uh, he's so faithful. So that's why it reminds me of your, your word, you know, like he'll make those crooked places straight. You know, for a year, I felt, and I'll be honest with you, it was, the hardest part was for me, and it, probably like a lot of you, is I don't know how to sit still and rest. I don't know how to not, like, it was hard to not work. Like, I ended up going to school. I ended up, like, just doing random things. And it was, it was very rewarding, but it was, it was good. So, yeah. Cool testimony, huh? God's so good. <laughs> so, um, what I'm going to talk about, I feel... Like when you hold the mic and you're about to talk, you're supposed to tell people this won't take long. <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to take. It probably won't take long. But uh, <laughs> I feel like you're, that's just something we do here. Like, this won't take long. But um, this was kind of birthed out of a situation that happened to me probably about a month ago now. Um, have any of you ever asked the Lord, Lord, help me to grow in love? You ever ask him that? He'll do it. <laughs> He'll do it. Um, I had this uh, thing happen about a month ago where me and an individual were talking and we came to it. We, we, we weren't coming to an agreement. And uh, I got offended in my heart. And then we kind of just left it at agree to disagree and left at that. And I got offended. And as soon as I got home and I could feel it like stirring, like stewing in my heart, I kept hearing the Holy Spirit say 70 times 7. And I'd be like, okay, Lord, you can have it. And then I would go about my day. I would think about it a little bit more. And I'd hear the Holy Spirit say 70 times 7. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 70 times 7? That's how many times we're called to forgive? Um, 7. In the Bible, I believe it was Peter. It was one of his disciples asked the Lord, Lord, how often or how many times should we forgive someone? And he was like, is it seven? And Jesus says, no, it's 70 times seven. And so it's an incredible amount. It's more than we feel that people deserve, I would assume. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's a lot of times. Um, especially when we look at it as his mercies are new each day. So our mercies should be new each day, right? And so um, I ended up, I think I was like talking about it to my husband and stuff. And so the more I would talk about this offense in my heart, the more it would grow. And so, and I'd continue to hear the Holy Spirit say 70 times seven, 70 times seven. 
Like, he, like he's saying, like, come on, give that to me. And I would be like giving it to him, but then I'm jumping right back into it. And I'm thinking about like, this person's so wrong. <laughs> they ever did, like they stepped over their boundaries, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, um, that night, or I think, I think it was the next night, still allowing it to grow in my heart. I had an anxiety attack. I wasn't even thinking about any of that going on, but we were doing something else and I started feeling like my, my chest was closing in. Um, I was, my blood pressure was going up or it felt like it did. I didn't check it, but, um, I was having a hard time breathing. Like I, I had the manifestation of having anxiety attack. I, like, <gasps> like, like, what's wrong with me? And I would even, cause so whenever I was in high school and all as a teenager, I struggled with anxiety really bad. And, um, and so I'm, I'm, I know what anxiety attacks are like, but I haven't had one. I haven't had seasons of consistency since I came to Jesus, but every now and then there's been seasons in my life where I could feel them try to creep back in, you know? And so I was even telling the Lord and I was like, Lord, why is this happening? Like, I have not had anxiety in like a year or so. Like, this has been a while, you know? So what's going on? And the Lord told me 70 times seven, if you don't close that door, the enemy has a foothold. You're allowing him to come do this to you. And so the Lord began to just really, like, in that moment, I was like, I repent. Lord, forgive me. Like, this is so much bigger than just holding someone accountable for something I don't agree with. Right? Been there? Anybody? Or is that just me? <laughs> Am I the one that needs to be at this altar? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but I began to just, like, ask the Lord, like, Lord, forgive me. Like, if this... Like, this is doing nothing to that other person. This is only holding me in bondage, right? And I was having the manifestation of it. And so as soon as I did, I went to bed. Um, I woke up the next morning. I felt free. I felt good. I didn't have any anxiety. And it was like I really felt like the Lord had given me a key. And so I want to talk about 70 times 7 and living out of a place of an unoffendable love, right? We can get there. Like, we can get to where actually walking to where offense just slides right off of us. And, but it has to be intentional, just like everything. I think I, I say that word all the time. When we have those offenses, because they're going to come, it's up to us to, like, take them captive, right? It's up to us to choose not to partner. Like, you know, we might not agree. You may have said something that wasn't right, but I'm not going to allow that to, to build a throne in my heart. It's making up our mind that we're not going to get offended easily. That we're not going to let the little things bother us. If you know anyone who's like that, who like, it's like nothing bothers them. They are so easy to be around, right? Annie, I was thinking about you and I was thinking, I'm like, man, Annie's just like, you tell her something, she's like, all right. <laughs> she's like, I don't care. And I was thinking like, that's how I want to walk in all the time. Like, I want those things to just slide off me. I want them to just like not be able to penetrate my heart. I think a lot of this, like walking in an offend unoffendable love comes whenever we learn to see people the way God sees them, right? Because he's not holding those things against them. Like, he saw those things, and then he still chose to die for them, right? Like, he saw the bad choices we were going to make, and then he was like, you know what? I'm still going to send my son as a blood offering so you can come sit at the table with me, so you can come sit in my lap, right? And so we should be that way. We should be that way. It's like whenever you make, meet a new friend, you should go ahead and make up in your mind. Like, hey, they might stop, stab me in the back, but I'm going to love them anyways. Right? Like Jesus loved the Judas at his table. He knew he was going to betray him. He knew he was going to kiss him and then betray him. And he still loved him. He still had a seat. He still got to take communion. Like he, 
yeah, he's so good. He's so good. And all this comes so easy when we're just staying in that place of just living in him and abiding with him, being with him, spending time with Jesus. If there was ever, like if I, sh- if I could ever share anything for the rest of my life, like what's important is spend time with Jesus, with no one around, with no one around. I w- during worship, I was sitting there and I was on the piano and I was feeling like, Lord, I just want to worship you differently. And I know, I'm sorry, worship team. I'm going to put me on the keys. I get off. I abandon you guys. But it's like, I want to live out of that place of abandonment where it's like, Lord, I'm not just a worship leader. Like, I'm, I'm a lover. And I will dance for you. I will be a fool for you. I will love you with everything I have because that's more important. If you're calling me to do that in the moment, that's what I'm going to do. really quiet sorry (laughs) but I really feel like the Lord's breathing on and wants us to bring us into this revelation of the weightiness of like living out of forgiveness like this is growing in love is whenever we're able to love one another past their faults and not only that but forgiving others is essential to our forgiveness Right? We see that several times in scriptures where Jesus is mentioning that we need to forgive so that our Father will forgive us. This is cool. Um, <clears throat> very interesting. So uh, y'all know who John Hopkins University is? It's a medical research center. They, I, I was just kind of Googling and I found this, but according to them, they, they have researched and saw that unresor- unresolved conflict can affect our physical health, health Sorry. And, forgi- and forgiveness can actually lower your risk of heart attack, improve cholesterol levels, improve your sleep, reduce pain, lower blood pressure, reduce anxiety and stress, because chronic anger puts you in fight or flight mode. So if you know anything about fight or flight mode, it's like you see a bear <laughs> and it's looking at you eye to eye, you're either going to fall on the ground or you're going to run. You're either going to fight or you're going to fly. Well, I guess you wouldn't fall on the ground. You'd fight it, whatever. But I always pictured it like falling on the ground. I guess that's how I fight. <laughs> that's what I would do. <laughs> like, I ain't going to outrun it. I'm not going to beat it up. So it's, I'm just going to lay here and be dinner. But no. <laughs> so unforgiveness and hell, holding anger in your heart is doing you an injustice. Like you're literally destroying yourself. You're raising your blood pressure. You're giving yourself stress and anxiety. You're making yourself look old. Come on, girls. Ladies, we don't want to look old, right? (laughs) We do everything we can. We moisturize. I need to do my roots, Annie. (laughs) Help. (laughs) We want to stay looking good, right? We don't want to. We don't want to. So we have to forgive. For real, though, like, and that makes so much sense. Have you ever known anybody who lives in a place where they're holding on to offense and unforgiveness? Like, you can tell. Like, you're around them, and you just feel like you're, like, being weighed down. You know, everything's negative. I asked the Lord the other day. Well, yeah, I was just inquiring of the Lord the other day, and I was telling him, like, Lord, I don't feel joyful. You know what his response to me was? Then stop complaining. And I'm like, yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, Lord, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it was in the moment. It was kind of (laughs) like, 
Complaining will rob you of your joy. Yeah. So your heart is a garden, right? Thank you, Marissa. <laughs> My heart's a garden. <laughs> like, I like to look at it as in the beginning when, when the Lord walked with Adam in the garden that represented the heart, right? And, and just like today, like my, gar- my heart is a garden. It's his garden, right? That's where his throne is built, that's where his throne is. But in, in, in the cool thing about garden is a garden is a place where things grow. But in, in where fruit's produced, right? And so we have these good things growing, but where there's growth, there's also going to be weeds. Like if you've ever done gardening, I've done minimal gardening, but what I'm trying to grow will grow as I water it and as I take care of it and nurture it. But alongside that is going to be weeds. It's going to be things that aren't necessarily needed in there. And those things we have to continually pull out because they're going to come. It comes with growth, you know, like God wants to prune us. I thought that was so cool. Last Thursday, recent Thursday, you are talking about, um, he's the vine where the branches. Well, I was in kids class and we were teaching the same thing. And it was really cool. And uh, the Lord showed Marissa and I both the same revelation. I heard her talking about it in here, and I ran in there. I was like, he showed me that too. But if you look, <laughs> if you look at that scripture where he's the vine, we are the branches, those who abide in him will bear much fruit. That word branches means to break bread. And so those of us who are willing to break bread with him, right, commune with him, that's a daily thing. It's like that's where we're going to see the, the fruit produced. But what comes along with fruit? Weeds. We have to tend this thing. Like, it's not always going to be easy. I feel like some seasons are like, yes, this is, this is good. But it's not going to, I mean, we have to be able to steward this thing, right? We have to be intentional about, okay, Lord, I'm going to weed this stuff out that doesn't belong because I want to bear more fruit. I want to break bread with him. Isn't that cool? That word branches means to break bread. Me and Marissa were like, yes! <laughs> like, he's so good! <laughs> and ultimately, those weeds are wanting to choke out where his throne belongs. You know? Turn the page. Okay, living out of this place of 70 times 7. I'm almost done, you guys. Proverbs 4.25 says, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. So it's all about what we're going after, right? What are, what are, what's in front of us? You know, is it him? Is it him? Or are we steady looking at the fence, the offense? When we keep our eyes fixed on the one who is before us, then all offense, all hurts stay behind us. And if they're behind us, they're powerless. And what about when these things come up? Because the thing is, like, we're going to get, we're, we're going to, this is life. We're going to get in situations where everything doesn't go the way we want it to, right? We have counseled uh, so many people that have, um, like, well, the, usually one of the first things we'll ask them is, like, hey, is like, maybe, maybe not the first things, but usually we always ask them, is there anything in your heart, like, unforgiveness that we need to, like, address, you know? And usually they say no, but then throughout, throughout the time, it comes up. You know, you'll see, it's, you know, someone made them mad or somebody, something happened that they can't let go of. And I'm not, no condemnation. I've, I've been there. Uh, and matter of fact, I've, I've told you, some of you guys, this before. But 
there was a time in my life where I had so much resentment towards my mother. And then it got to where it was like, I forgive her. I forgive her. And then I started to have dreams where I was just telling her the worst things. And when, and like reoccurring dreams. And one day I woke up from one. And I was like, Lord, that's not in my heart. Why am I dreaming that? And he was like, yes, it is. <laughs> it is in your heart. If you still think about it and you're getting angry, it's still in your heart, you know, or feeling hurt. You're, you're offended, you know. And so give that to me. And, um, and so it, took, it, wasn't, it wasn't overnight, but it did, and he took it. And our relationship is absolutely amazing now. And, uh, and I love her so much. And so we have to be intentional about when those hurts come up, when those, those, those thoughts come up of how they did you wrong or, or whatever it is. We have to be intentional about taking them captive and making them obey to the Word of God. It's like, no, you're not, you are not running, you're not driving this bus, <laughs> right? Like, you're not in charge. I'm not going to let you have the reins. Because that's what it'll do. If we, if we meditate on these things, if we, we entertain these thoughts, they're going to steer our life. And anger, resentment, all these things that come up, like, these are fruit of offense and hurt. So... You can say you're not hurt, but whenever you talk about someone and you're angry, like the fruit speaks for itself, you know? And we are always, like if you're here today and you're like, you know what, I feel like there is some stuff in my heart that I need to get rid of. Like me, Pastor Johnny, Veronica, and Annie, we have Pastor Marissa, Pastor Jessica, we have people here who will sit down with you and like we will catch these foxes with you guys because we really believe in this, you know? We, we, we want to see the body of Christ made whole and healed like so don't ever let, like, shame or condemnation make you feel like, because we've been there, you know? Like, we, we want transparency. Transparency births authenticity. Transparency is authenticity. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. And so uh, if that's you, like, come to one of us after service. Be like, hey, I want to sit down. I want to talk. I'm not okay. And that's okay, because to get, like, we're, we're more powerful together. We'll get more done together, right? We're two or more are gathered. Um, another thing the Bible says is whenever, uh, whenever we are offended, we are to go to that person and to tell them. And I've seen this done. I've done this many ways. <laughs> I've done this out of being led by the Holy Spirit and coming from a place of love, and I've seen a lot of fruitfulness, but I've also come from a place of feeling like, this is injustice, and I've, I, it, it became just an accusation war. And so when it comes to that, my wisdom is to always be led by the Holy Spirit when it comes to confrontation. Because confrontation done in love is healthy. Like, it produces a healthy body. But if we don't have the right heart posture, those, like the person we're confronting is just going to feel like we're accusing them. And we don't, we're not the accuser of the brethren. We are not partnering with that. And so that use wisdom in that but at the same time the bible does say you know if you have an issue with someone take it to them you know and i think the reason why paul wrote that is because confrontation closes the gates on division because that's ultimately what it's about the enemy's trying to get in and he wants to divide right he wants to divide where god sent a way to bring no more separation he tore the veil so we have open exit access the enemy wants to come in and sew the veil up and keep us out of the presence and keep us out of the body. Like, that's just what he does. He just wants to divide. Um, 
Here's something. Proverbs 17.9 says, He who covers a, transgre- a transgression, which is a sin or offense, seeks love. But he who repeats a matter, that word matter means speech or in word, separates friends. So what this is saying is that those who forgive have love as their goal, but those who repeatedly talk about the offense are only sowing division, right? Like in my story at the beginning that kind of birthed this whole thing, like had I just forgiven the first time when the Holy Spirit said 70 times 7, then love would have been, you know, it would have grew my love. But I was entertaining it. I was talking about it. And that, all that did was sow division. You know, imagine my husband's heart not have been pure or, or, or known, and he would have been, everything I said would have caused division between him and that person in his heart. Your words matter. <laughs> they word matter. And so, uh, yeah, I think I kind of said. So the last thing I want to say is, um, to walk in this unoffendable love is walking in humility. Walking in an unoffendable love shows that you value others. You know? Because if we value them, there's nothing. Like my kids, they can tell me whatever they want, and I'm still going to love them. I don't care. <laughs> they can call me every name in the book. <laughs> They can tell me they want a new family. Sometimes my daughter gets mad and says, I want a new family. <laughs> I'm like, you say that. <laughs> but, I, but I value her so much. It's like, even those words, I'm just like, no, you, you belong with me. It's to see God the way other people see him. It's to love him beyond their faults. <laughs> and so I'm just going to pray over us. And so, Father... You are so good. Lord, I thank you that because you first loved us, we can love others. That because you first forgave us, we can forgive others. Lord, if there's anyone in here this this morning, Lord, who's struggling with offense in their heart, Lord, who's having a hard time releasing, releasing hurts, releasing anger, releasing bad memories, Lord. Holy Spirit, I just pray, Lord, for the breaker anointing in this place to crush that right now in Jesus' name. Jesus, we want to break bread with you. We want to bear fruit. So, Father, I thank you for every heart in here, Lord. I pray that hearts would just be so in tune to your heart in this season, Lord, to what you're doing in their lives. Father, we just honor your presence in this place. I just thank you, Jesus. Amen. And uh, as Pastor Johnny comes up, and I meant what I said about, like, if you need to talk, like, if anybody needs to talk, like, our door is open. Like, we don't really even have a door, but, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, we love you guys. So good.